0: this is grown up and grounded a podcast where two women a mother and a daughter talk about everything our main topic today is minimalism but of course we talk about a whole bunch of other stuff hey Katie bug how's it going
1: hey mama oh good I just, <laughs> uh, I've been working a lot yeah well, very busy I'm okay. getting ready for my Disneyland trip.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) So much shopping goes into prepping for Disneyland. It's crazy. Uh, Only if you're doing, if you're trying to coordinate an outfit. Which, of course, I am. Exactly. You got a Disney
1: bound. Obviously. Disney bounding is the up house.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see pictures. So I wonder if you could just hear that big yawn I just gave. I didn't hear it at all. Oh, good. Okay. It's like... Scared to yawn. How funny. Uh, Yeah, for sure.
1: (laughs) My cat did just bite me, though, really hard. (laughs) And uh, I was trying so hard not to scream.
0: (laughs) Cat, cat. Uh, Luna has been acting crazy. Like, she... um, So, just for reference for the audience. My cat is not really into getting attention at all. Um, She Mm -mm. definitely has everything on her terms when she wants to like lay with me or whatever. And I'm fine with that. Cause I'm not, uh, I mean, sometimes I would like to be able to pet her, but yeah, that's not an option. <laughs> but last night I, after the gym I was showering and it was, it was like eight 30, probably maybe nine. She just comes up in the bedroom and it's just howling. She wants me out of the shower and in bed so she can lay down with me. Like she was just like, and she's not very vocal. She doesn't meow very much.
1: Yeah, not at all. It's just like
0: crazy. And then tonight I came up here and I'm in my office and I shut the door because we're going to record. And she she was outside meowing and scratching at the door. She's never done that before. She's just getting old and she wants her mom all the time now.
1: Yeah, it's so funny because, I mean, obviously our cats are siblings, and they cannot be more different because Socks wants cuddles and attention and everything all the time. It's so funny.
0: Even if I had the door open, she wouldn't wouldn't sit with me, but uh, there's a dog bed in here, and she sleeps on that, so it's technically Mm -hmm. a cat bed. Now, she, (laughs) she would probably just go and lay on that, but she obviously she just wanted to be in the same room as me.
1: I mean, that's how cats socialize, though, usually. It's just being together in the same room
0: yeah i mean i get it but she's never like been upset when a door has been shut to her before mm-hmm. and not yeah. not meowing outside for sure she's i getting she's more needy on doors yeah i'm like, not on doors she kind of scratches at the carpet she doesn't ruin anything but she just kind of is like hey i want in there but tonight <laughs> she was meowing on the outside she's crazy she's crazy
1: i think they all are though
0: Maybe, I don't know. I haven't
1: had a whole lot of cats, but. Oh, I mean all of these, these siblings oh, of in family. particular. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know Yui, the other one mm-hmm. that went to my other friend, um, makes her crazy all the time. She talks to me about it all the time, all the time, not all the time. We don't stay in touch that much cause we haven't seen each other in years, but on Facebook she talks about it. We talk oh. about it sometimes.
0: That's
1: funny. It's funny. Yeah.
0: All right, Anyways. Well, we should get started with our topic tonight <laughs> instead of just talking about our cats. I'm sure not everyone's here about cats. Yeah, that's um, our other podcast. Just <laughs> I Did I, we never talked about the fact that I was saying I would really love to <laughs> have an Instagram with body positive overweight animals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, body positive oh Instagram, God. but all the pictures would be overweight animals.
1: That's a really bad
0: idea why it,
1: they're just they're so cute because overweight animals usually means that their owner like isn't feeding them properly for like their diet and their animals that have no control over that okay, so that's so, bad
0: that's true but some uh, animals like like the really big like chunky cats that aren't necessarily fat but they just are a big bigger cat mm-hmm. like, just naturally I mean you're just saying that you, because your cat's fat <laughs>
1: She's so fat, and I get so much shit for it every time I take her to the vet.
0: So, what you're saying is everyone would be like, You're promoting obesity in animals, blah, 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 blah.
1: I mean, probably not everybody, but like people eventually would get to that point for sure.
0: All right. But I mean, I thought it was a great idea.
1: Sorry to shoot you down. (laughs) I don't mean mean, to to be negative. Have you ever seen a picture of a
0: dog in a bikini? Yeah, I have. And they're cute.
1: a dog in a bikini that has nothing to do with being an overweight dog in a bikini though. Well, so you didn't you I mean, they usually
0: have a little belly, like, you know, puppies have bellies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Maybe we, maybe you should just show me what you have in mind and I can like vet it ahead of time and tell you if it's like,
0: <laughs> I don't have time acceptable. to start one. It's just the thought and like all the, all the, <laughs> you know, everything with the picture could be just speaking about loving your body and it would make people happy because it's not humans and it's not the tired. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter, what, you know, like whatever the different, like all the things that are out there right now it would be just like a different take on bo- body positivity because everybody loves mm-hmm. animals, cute pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my thought. I like it. I like the thought. <laughs> when I have nothing but time, I'll go around and be like dogs of New York, but I'll just be looking for chunky ones and like take pictures <laughs> and, and, and caption them very cutely.
1: Yeah, when we have nothing but time because that's, yeah, I mean, that's a that's thing that would happen idea. for us
0: for sure. Because I can't
1: steal the pictures from the internet,
0: that won't work.
1: Yeah, nobody's ever going to be happy. Oh my god. Oh, I have to stop that.
0: Anyways, I shouldn't have put the oh idea out there on the podcast because now someone's going to steal it and it's going to be like the most popular uh, podcast. <sighs> I mean, Instagram, and I'm going to be like, mad no, by. I'm going to go in
1: there. I'm going to go in there and like spread some hate. <laughs> What are you trying to promote? People feeding their pets incorrectly. You know what makes me crazy, and I know this is nothing that we're talking about, but since we're kind of on the topic, I want to get get this out there. There are people out there who honestly believe in they're choosing to leave a lead a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle, and they honestly believe that they have to force their pets to do that too. I swear, if I ever meet anyone in real life not just people on the internet who do that
0: i will i will physically fight them <laughs> funny story we were just there's a in a, in a city there's this grocery store and uh we were talking about how in this particular city a lot of people complain about stuff mm-hmm. and my boss came out and he said oh my friend is the manager of this store in the, in that city and he said a woman came up to him and said She's vegan, and she was very upset that you could see meat items from the vegan aisle. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I was you could just, see meat she, items. Like she was offended that she could see meat products. Like she wants to be able to buy her vegan things, but not be encountered by meat out there. And then the funny part was, is he said, but she was wearing leather shoes and a leather had a leather purse. I'm not sure he can tell no. because there's some pretty fake. Pretty good fake leather out there. But, I mean, it does make the story sound pretty good. It's probably true. Come on. I don't know. Anyways, I thought it was a funny story. Just, like, you can't see it.
1: Not that we're anti-vegan as a concept, necessarily.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. Like, whatever you want. But But. you have to realize that there are going to be people that eat meat in the world. And grocery stores are going to have to sell it. Are there and stores that have strictly either. vegan
1: foods? Yeah. I mean, at least there are in San Francisco. Oh.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Anyways, back to our regular podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> as, as usual, got a little sidetracked, but that's kind of what we do. Uh, yes. I wanted to talk about minimalism today. Yes, and And I
1: have not much to contribute to this conversation, but this is
0: your topic choice. Well, you don't encounter minimalists or people who are promoting or discussing living simply in your world, in your Starbucks world or anywhere else? Oh, I mean, of course,
1: for sure, but I don't, I don't support
0: that lifestyle. (laughs) Well, I guess that's my point. Not that I don't support it, because I definitely want to do some of it. Like, I think some of it's good. I, I think my problem is with it, like, they're, because, the popul- because it became so popular, I almost feel like, but maybe this is just me. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about it and uh, maybe hear what some of our listeners think. But I feel like that, like there's also like the shaming of people who like things. Like I don't mind cutting back and maybe choosing more, being more choosy about the things that I have or purchase. Right? I think that's good and that's definitely like living more consciously, which I think what minimalism is trying to promote anyways. But there is mm-hmm. definitely some blogs, etc., that I've seen that kind of make people feel bad if they like things. Like I like things. Mm-hmm. It may it does bring me joy to to shop for a certain thing or find something that I really wanted that was a good price, you know like they're totally, so I just don't understand all the uh loom but do you what is your understanding since you're saying it's not your life or like what are your what is your understanding of what minimalism is?
1: I mean when I hear minimalism, I just think about like. You know, like when I was going through that period, I was just like dating a lot. Like I think of like those guys in like the studio apartments that were just like sleek white walls and like a chrome bed and like chrome kitchen appliances and like maybe a few plants, maybe one family photo and all of their clothes could fit into one Ikea closet. And that's their life and they're minimalists.
0: I mean, did they profess to be minimalists or is it just like that was their circumstances though?
1: Oh no. These are people these were like people who work in tech and like yes, self self-proclaimed minimalists.
0: Okay. Which that's kind of interesting because I came across this blog that was titled The Dark Emotional Side of Minimalism by a woman named Chris Gage. <laughs>
1: Interested already? Yes. Continue. Yeah, it
0: was, and it, and she describes her apartment, and she has pictures, and it's pretty much exactly what you just des- described. Uh, but she was just saying, kind of a summary, if anybody wants to look it up. But uh, that growing up, her mom had a lot of things, and her mom would get frustrated, and like whenever they were in trouble, she would take away their things. So hmm. she said she kind of grew up with that mentality that not having things means you're bad and having things means you're good. And, Interesting. Um, wow. Just also that she felt like she purposely chose to be minimalist and to not buy things because it gave her control over stuff where she felt like maybe her... I got the impression she felt like her mom was a little out of control. Hmm. Um. And, and so she just said that it's not necessarily that you're minimalist and you have this consciousness. Sometimes, you know, it creates a vacuum, like without the stuff you're, it's getting filled with other emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of an interesting, pretty short read, but I do agree with the idea that like lots of clutter equals stress, which explains my life in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, But I also realize that having more things doesn't necessarily bring joy. And mm-hmm. I'm probably more in the type of for whatever reason I choose not to analyze it, but I do get joy out of buying things. Like there Yeah. There is like a shopping lift my spirits for sure. I 100% factors. agree. I think I definitely get that from you. Um, And I don't know what that's about. I mean, I'm sure if I went to a therapist and really felt like it was weighing me down, it's, <laughs> it's not a you're not, the, a... you're not an addict. No, I mean, and the thing is, like, I do, or I, I have gone through periods where I shop a lot, but, like, at the same time, I don't buy anything at regular price. Like, and that's almost the bigger problem is, like, I'll buy a bunch of crap that's on clearance, but not what I really want because I'm too cheap to spend the money on what I really want. And then I have stuff that, like, I would have been better off. I would have probably purchased less if I just bought the thing I wanted Hmm. and spent the money as opposed to... Mm -hmm well, let me get these pair of pants on clearance because they're on clearance, but it's not anything I would ever buy if they weren't on clearance. And I've really kind of Mm -hmm. stepped back from that. Like, you know, just because it's on clearance doesn't mean I have to get it. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely the person, like, I don't know how often you've been to Ikea, but have you ever been to Ikea and they have like a, they're getting, they're redesigning a model or getting rid of it and it has like a big, like last chance sign on it. Mm -hmm. And I will stand in front of it and think that I have to buy it whether I need it whether I went in there to get it if it's a last chance I may never be able to get this again I'm seriously gonna debate about buying it in that moment again I know this yeah. about myself it's it's really difficult when it's like a piece of furniture <laughs> you know like yeah if it's just like kitchen goods or whatever sure you could buy it and like get rid of something that you already have or even give it away but like there'll be a moment where I'm like do I need this desk I mean it's the last one and there's their mm-hmm. own sales so they might now. never
1: have it again right I will never have the opportunity <laughs> if
0: I were to ever want it
1: this is my only option for the rest of my life yeah I started to think like that too
0: and I definitely like even like you know you guys are grown we do just like one big gift at Christmas time mm-hmm. dad and I don't really do a whole lot of exchanging we usually just like each get ourselves something we want or like we have already made it clear, like I want this bigger thing. I'm going to, you can just make it my Christmas gift kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I look through the black Friday ads and see the sales, I feel pressure to go out and <laughs> buy things that I don't need at all. Mm-hmm. And I could see how people fall into it. I I really, yeah, it's it like, I get a little, anxiety just thinking about it but literally if i look through the ads i'm like oh but there's that like i don't need it but like it's it's the best price it's ever going to be and i have learned that like black friday prices are great and but they're not always the best prices they're ever going to be so if you don't need it you don't need to buy it but you it's like i don't i don't know i mean i'm a marketer's dream but like it is definitely one of those things i have (laughs) to remind like like actually take a moment and remind myself you don't need this Mm -hmm. And it'll be on sale again and they may change it by the time you do need it. So you don't, Mm -hmm. but I have to like talk myself off the ledge. There's so much pressure. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, um, I've started to try and make sure that when I shop, I shop with somebody else, usually Maggie, because she's very good at this because I need someone I like I can't just have somebody say you don't need that don't buy it because that's never going to work. Like I'm going to oh, be like excuse I will
0: grab me. It if someone says that to me, it's going in my cart.
1: Exactly. I <laughs>
0: will purchase it just to prove a point. But Maggie's very good
1: about like, okay, how do you feel about this? Give me three reasons why you want it. Yeah. And then through that I can usually figure out on my own like make that decision if I need it or not.
0: Yeah. Well, good for you, yet again, touting the... But the but ju- that's taken
1: so how much time. And I mean, that doesn't work at Disneyland. Like, at Disneyland, if I see something I want, I'm
0: going to buy it. Dude, I have a jean jacket with Mickey Mouse on the back of it <laughs> because of this exact problem. <laughs> Which but I that love Jeep that jean jacket. Adorable. I know, but I have never worn it once outside. I mean, I'll wear it next time I go to Disneyland, but I haven't worn it once outside of Disneyland. I need to put it on.
1: No, I'm my other, say, you know, I'm going to say I'm going to blame I'm going to blame that on climate change, um, <laughs> because we don't really we don't really get a spring anymore, and spring is when you really wear the denim jacket. It's
0: too hot and it's in summer. It's true. I didn't wear either of my my other denim jackets. I have a denim. One exactly. And a See, white it's one.
1: One. not Mickey Mouse's fault. It's <laughs> it's climate change.
0: Or it's possible that I just listed off that I have two other colors of denim jackets, and so it would be way really too much to try to decide <laughs> which one. So I just don't wear any. Uh, I am
1: excited when I come see you next week or whenever it is, I'm supposed to see you two weeks. I don't know next week, I guess. Um, I have so many clothes to give you like so many clothes that I've decided to give away. And like, that's, I mean, I still have so many clothes that if I were to do all of my laundry, I don't have enough place to put all of my, like Mm -hmm. all of my clothes all at once. So I still probably have some that I could get rid of, but, Right. Still, I'm giving you like three trash bags full of clothes. And that's a really big step for me, honestly.
0: That's a lot for me at once. Yeah. I. Um, that's uh, what my coach and I are going to be working on is uh, decluttering. That's going to be my focus next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about it. And my plan is to go paperless. I got a scanner and I'm just going to all my documents instead of having boxes of like Mm-hmm. mortgage statements and taxes. I'm going to scan them all. That's great. I know. I'm pretty excited you'll have about to sh- it. You'll
1: have to share the tips and tricks you learn so that I can declutter my life a little too. Although I feel like my life isn't really clutter. I think that I'm just kind of a magpie and I like things. I just like things and I want to keep them. I mean, I'm looking I've- around my living room right now and like I've got so many board games, but I'm not going to get rid of any of them. I love board games. I've got, I've got a shelf full of decorations for all the different parties I throw. I'm not going to get rid of those decorations. I reuse them every year. You know, it's like, man, yeah, well. is it clutter or is it?
0: Well, the whole, maybe, KonMari, I just, maybe I just
1: need more than a room
0: too. Yeah. Well, and the whole KonMari slash Marie Kondo thing is, does it bring you joy? And it sounds like everything you just listed that's taking up space are things that you enjoy and make you happy.
1: Oh, absolutely. But so. I don't think that I would say that anything I own doesn't bring me joy. Honestly. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, I, but, yeah, I I, I, have I, my... I love and appreciate the Marie Kondo method, but it does not work for me because I would, I would defend everything that I, I mean, maybe I have two, uh, cat carriers. I only really need one. Guess that doesn't bring me joy. I could go you could donate, donate the other else. one to the SPCA.
0: See, and I, I do have that problem. And again, it probably goes back to me buying stuff when it's on clearance or, hmm. um, I have clothes that I would. Out of desperation, I might wear them, like nothing else Mm. is clean or whatever, I but I have stuff that I would probably not buy, and so that's one of the reasons why I've really gotten away from doing that, and I have had, there have been times where I've had stuff in my closet for like six months with the tag still on it, because I bought it. Because it was a good price. Or because I thought I really liked it but then it turns out I didn't when I took a good hard look at myself in it I was like yeah this this is a style that is cute on other people but it doesn't I mean I do that a lot like oh I like that Mm. style and I'll get something in that style and then I realize, nope not it doesn't not for you it doesn't fit my body or whatever Mm. but I mean she has an idea about that of just saying thank you for the lesson I learned that I don't wear Mm -hmm. that kind of I have taken
1: that and then yeah that's a good rid of it yeah because for me, it always comes back to like, well, I'm wasting the money if I don't find a way to make it work. Then I've then I wasted the money. But I do like that being able to repurpose it as like a, well, you know, I won't make that mistake again. Like that's I learned it's something true. from this, and that's what's important.
0: Yeah, because for a it's especially time, true for clothes. I have the hard time of purchasing button down tops because I like the look. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am <clears throat> because I don't really have a much of a waist. I mean, it's different now that I've lost weight, so I probably could wear some of them, but. I like the look of a button-down top, but they don't look very good on me. Like, I either have Mm. to get them too big because my waist is big um, or they're tight in the waist, and then that's not a good look, like, if they're loose at Mm -hmm. the top. You know, it's not so bad if they're kind of tight across the the boobs because you can wear a tank top and unbutton that. But if they're tight across Mm -hmm. the waist and big everywhere else, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I think I kept, like, two of mine and got rid of all my other button-downs because I was just like, "Mm, it's just not... I'll never choose to wear mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. until I yeah. have a muffin top, especially because button tops, unless they're kind of loose at the waist to where you can tuck them in. Like they don't, they highlight a muffin top if you have a muffin top at all. Yeah. Button ups are tricky for sure. Yeah. But they look so cute on other people.
1: I mean, it's one of those things that fit has to be just Right.
0: Right. Well, and again, I'm buying button down tops on clearance without going, like, I think there are probably a million different cuts of button tops and I could probably find one that would look good for me, but I would be like, mm, I'm not going to spend that much.
1: Yeah. Cause it would be like a banana Republic or something. That's a little bit more on the,
0: the higher like end. Chico's or some high end brand at Macy's or Nordstrom. I mean, hmm. maybe someday I'll find a nice, I mean, don't you think like a denim button down or like a white button down looks so cute on people? Yeah, I have a ton of button-ups. Yeah, they just don't look good at me. But you have big boobs and a small waist. I have medium boobs and a big waist. <laughs> I mean blessing in disguise, I guess. These <laughs> are the facts. Yeah. You get to wear a button-down and have it look good. I mean, I don't know
1: because Does anybody call them button downs anymore, Mom? I'm pretty sure they're button-ups.
0: Are they button-ups? Okay. Yeah. Maybe button down. <laughs> just another thing that I say wrong. Uh, a button-up shirt, a button-down. Button-down is more like Uh, you're a button-down person, like you're uptight. Yeah, more of like an expression.
1: Speaking of saying things wrong, this is so random, but it's still hilarious to me. Today, somebody said, oh, but I I don't really like to go snow skiing. And I (laughs) had to stop and say, like, I'm sorry, snow skiing? And they were like, yeah, you know, like as opposed to like water skiing. I was like, I don't think anybody... I don't think I don't think anybody calls it snow skiing. I think it's just skiing, and then water skiing is is that's what? Like I was so <laughs> thrown. Like I didn't know I didn't know how to respond, and then I was questioning it. Like, well, should it be snow skiing if water skiing does exist? It, is is snow skiing what we should be saying? Like I was so I've been thinking about it all day.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's just one of those things like people know in the wintertime you talk about skiing or you talk about location or you talk about it geographically. Like, do you ski? Like someone says they live in Denver and you say, do you ski or I've been to these mountains. Do you ski? Like it's just contextual.
1: I mean, I get that like as a a justification, but I'm still like questioning it,
0: you know? Well, I guess that's the thing. If someone said snow skiing, I would never be like, you don't have to say snow skiing. It's not like ATM machine because the M is machine. Oh, so when you say ATM my gosh, that makes me you're crazy. Or machine. pin
1: number. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. Oh, that one makes that one makes me crazy. <laughs> put in your pin number. My pin? You want me to put in my pin? My personal identification number? That's what you'd like me to do? Thank you, I will.
0: <laughs> but there's so many things I don't actually like- say that for the record, but that's what I think because you are there are so many things like that where people just don't even think about what the acronym means
1: oh for sure it's just become a part of Like the acronym is a word in and of itself now
0: but I don't I don't think I've ever really said ATM machine because that does run me the wrong way I've never really thought about pin versus pin number yeah I don't know man I don't know either. I just don't know. Hmm. <sighs> so where do we stand on minimalism? Whatever. Mm, I don't know that we have whatever. Take a stance, but I was just curious.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely not my jam. Like, I'm not going to judge you if you, like, choose to live a minimalist style, like, lifestyle. Like, good for you. I mean, I guess I will judge you, but I won't, like, judge you vocally. It'll just be,
0: like, in my head. <laughs> but don't you feel like they're judging every – it's like being a vegetarian. Like, you're – there, there's a group of people, not necessarily all vegetarians, but there are some vegetarians. Like when you're around them, they kind of look at you disdain because you
1: aren't. A oh, vegetarian. for sure. I, I think it's the it is that thing of it's like an elitist, like, well, I'm better than you,
0: right? Like, attitude. And isn't minimalism just kind of like privilege? Because only, only privileged people get to say, "I'm going to be minimalist." Oh, totally.
1: When you're poor and have no means, you're not living a minimalist lifestyle. You're just poor. It's, it. There is, like, definitely some classism in there. I wasn't going to go down that road, but since you opened the door,
0: <laughs> I mean, time for the social really justice warrior that, so. to come
1: out. Um, yeah, which, I mean, in, inherently has some racist tones to it, too. I mean, if you want to get really super specific, yeah, because it's definitely a white person thing to do. You might want to edit that part out, but I'm sticking with the statement in my head, though.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking that, but didn't say it originally. I was oh, good. Say, isn't that some white people shit? <laughs> it is some white people shit. White people be on that bullshit. Embarrassing.
1: <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I've seen like those Buzzfeed articles or like Twitter thread, whatever. That's just like you know things white people love to do. And the one that the one that always gets me that I still do is like when you walk into a restaurant. And then, like, a bunch of people, and there's, like, no line, and then, or, like, one person, and then a bunch of people walk in behind you, and you go, oh, man, we came in at the right time. That is such a white person thing to do, and I always do it. <laughs> I can't help myself.
0: I can't help myself. You don't think, <laughs> I mean, I just feel like, you don't think people of other colors say that? I'm not according to black Twitter.
1: <laughs> black Twitter says that's some white people bullshit. <laughs>
0: but, I mean, but. Yeah. Of
1: all the white people things to do, I mean, it's not that bad. But every time I do it, I say it. And then I'm like, oh, man, dang. a stuff I does really that, that, does that thing. all the time. I know he does. <laughs> you get it from him. Oh. oh, I know. It's so bad. But it's true. Like, oh, man, that timing was great. Look, I could be at the end of this line. <laughs> Something slightly different had happened. Like sliding doors, you know. Oh, my gosh. I the, should watch that movie. movie. That was such a great movie. It is a great movie. Gwyneth Paltrow looks like a child in that movie, though. Like, she literally looks like she just turned 18.
0: Would you say, okay, like, I know she won an Oscar for uh, Shakespeare in Love, but, like, to me, her best movies are that and the one where she plays the stewardess. I've never seen Shakespeare in Love
1: because it's rated R. <laughs> So I can't speak to that. But Sliding Doors is a great movie. And, um, you know, I recently rewatched, it's called Up in the Air or something, right? Yeah. No. No, uh, that's a different movie. View from the Top. View from, view the, from top,
0: the Top, yeah. Up um, in the Air is Anna Kendrick.
1: Yeah, that's my bad. Um, view from the Top, It like, that movie still holds up. Like, I mean, it's a little silly and, like... There's some fluff. Neither one of these movies are serious
0: at all. I mean, yeah. The other movie I really like is that's one of those random, is uh, The Wedding Date with uh, Deborah Messing. And I can't think of the guy that stars in that. I don't know why I really like that movie. I
1: don't think I've seen it.
0: Uh, She has to go back for her sister's wedding. And. Back to England, I think. She's from mm. yeah, it's from she's from England, or her family lives there. And she was about to get married a couple years ago, and call, the wedding got called off at the last minute. <clears throat> so she's going back. Sounding familiar. Getting married, and she hires a a male escort to go with her.
1: Oh, that's hilarious! No, I I don't think I have seen it. And it's really good, but it does sound familiar.
0: I really like it. Hmm. there's a part Guess I'll where check it out. They, she gets drunk and they make a deal that they're not, you know, they won't have sex or if, the, if they do that, they'll discuss how much that will cost ahead of time. Cause she's paying him so much to go with her. Mm-hmm. And so at one point they have sex, but just because they're physically attracted to each other. And, um, so she kind of panics cause she's like, am I supposed to pay him? Like, and, uh, he tells her, I just always remember this line. I don't know why this part's so funny to me, but he tells her, well, for what I did, for what I did to you, it would be $5,000. And she's like, that's a down payment on a Ford Focus. <laughs> and I was like, I think, or she he says 1800 I don't know what amount he says. I could be exaggerating that. Yeah. But it's just hilarious. Okay, he's just That's, like, That's that funny. funny, but he's just like totally insulted that she would think he's like I told you that I would say something like ahead of time so I'm insulted that you're like Anyways.
1: do they fall in love is that like how the movie ends does she fall in love with the escort
0: they do fall in love but there's like this whole sentimental thing that goes through with her dad and um and there's this whole turnaround about I mean, I can spoil the movie for you if you want. It's an old, old movie. She finds out that the reason her fiancé called off the wedding is he was having an affair with her sister. Her sister who just got married? The sister who's getting married. And so all of a sudden it all becomes a thing where everyone finds out. So her fiancé wants to beat the crap out of him. And he's trying to win her back and wants her to call off the wedding. And it just. Oh my gosh. Cause they're but like she a falls in love with friends. The, she yeah. falls
1: in love with a prostitute.
0: She falls in love with him. Yeah. They fall in love. Yeah.
1: So it's pretty much like pretty women.
0: Much more. Uh, in my mind, it's a much more sentimental Because you have the whole family dynamic involved in it. Mm -hmm. Is
1: is, is the fact that he's a prostitute something that they discuss at all? Or not
0: really? uh, I mean, there's a point. That's the thing. Like with her dad, there's a point where he pulls him aside and says. Because, you know, it's one of those weddings that's like a whole week long thing. Right? They're there for four days or five days or whatever. And he says that he read an article where a woman interviewed a a male escort and, and this man said these things and the dad just kind of puts two and two together, but he talks about, it's just actually her stepdad. And he talks about how one of the reasons he married his wife is because of her and he would never let anything bad happen to her. And like, Mm. you know, he's her protector, but he said, I think that you bring her a certain amount of joy that I've never seen her have before or something like that. Like, it's just really sentimental. Mm. And just like him talking about how much, he loves her and would do anything for her. And it's just really cute. Because mm. what happens too is like, he he overhears that the sister was having an affair with the fiance, but he doesn't say anything because mm-hmm. he doesn't want... And then she figures it out. And so the sister says to him, you told her? And, or no. Oh, but he mm-hmm. just, like, the there's this moment where she finds out, and he knows, because they've had so many conversations about why she hired him to come, he knows it's going to break her. And he just, like, goes, and he holds her so sweetly. And then the sister is like, you told her, and she's like, wait a minute, you knew, and then that is kind of a problem there. But it just, it's just, it's just very sweet. Mm. And, like, he does all these things along the way to, like, really kind of make her, like, to build her up and, like, make her feel confident and like good about everything that's happening with her sister getting married and her like, cause she's like all these people are going to say you should have been married, but you're not. And she's younger than you. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. You should watch it. Sounds like it. It's definitely up my alley. he That's the movie where he says that women have the love life they think they deserve. Mm. So another interesting. And I've always uh, believed that. I'm a firm believer in that. Because hmm. if you didn't think you deserve it, you wouldn't put up with it. If it's not hmm. bringing you what you need. Just another philosophy so, to live by. It's
1: a hot take. Kind of related to what we talked about in the last episode, I
0: think. I think we've talked about stuff like this several times, but yes.
1: I guess that's true. There is a common theme. Mm-hmm. It's a good topic. It's a, it's a good. It, it works for many relationships and situations, for sure.
0: I mean, I always do go back to that every time someone I love is in a relationship that isn't very good mm-hmm. because yeah. they think that's the best they can get or they, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing. That's true. That, that is a good thing to remember.
0: I mean, not even just the best they can get, but they think, I don't know. It's just easy prey, I guess. Sometimes like, not prey, but like easily convinced that someone has loved you better than you're ever going to be loved by anyone else mm-hmm. know, when that's not necessarily true, especially if it's toxic.
1: Yeah, I know. I definitely get it for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the sad thing is the manipulators know exactly how to manipulate you to make you think that.
1: Oh, I know.
0: Cause I've been down oh, that road. I know me too. And when you wake Shoot. up from it, it's like a slap across the face.
1: I think that my issue is like, and okay, not my issue. I'm making this sound so serious. But like my thing is like, have as someone who's like gone through that and come out the other side, like I feel like I have such a small amount of patience for other people also going through it because like I get frustrated with them like when they're just like, well, you know, make excuses for their partner or whatever. And I'm like, I get so irritated so quickly.
0: Hmm.
1: And I think it's, it's because I'm irritated with myself. I'm irritated that I did that.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, because I think being in a relationship like that, like it definitely taught me about why women stay in abusive relationship because they're mm-hmm. you, you're 100% convinced it's your fault, like that you deserve yeah. it and that you have no other options. You're, they're, they've convinced you of that on purpose. Then you started yeah. it from day one and you just weren't. Uh, privy to it, you didn't realize it because it seemed like love.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and it's it's so like you can't explain that to someone who's never been in that situation, or in something similar to it. You know, like yeah, it sounds it sounds so fake.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I have to think like I was pretty young when I was in my uh, pretty toxic relationship, but in hindsight. <laughs> I mean I can just see how I feel like I was I was a teenage girl so I still had some self-consciousness right but mm-hmm. um that was all taken advantage of like uh in hindsight you know I was tall thin and and you know was pretty whatever people said that to me later or whatever but I'm just saying, I never felt like that, and he pinpoint that right off the bat and would tell me mm. that I was fat, that you know, like all these negative things, just like in the beginning of the relationship, and even if it was like started out as like a little joke, haha, ha, ha, you're kind of fat. And I never thought I was fat, but it was just like another way of bringing me down without,
1: damn you know, it's
0: just And so, but then you're like, have that moment. there's not everybody has that moment. But I can remember 100%, like, that moment of, like, I cannot let this keep going on. Like, this is going to stop right now.
1: hmm And then right. you killed him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people have said, I mean, people, there was a time where people used to say stuff like that about me and Danae's dad having getting married. And I feel like, I mean, I have made the response, it's a good thing we never did, because I probably would have killed him. Like, I probably would have had that wake-up call and then done something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's what my personality says now. I don't know if that's true, because he probably would have never let me get to this uh, personality. But there's... Yeah. I feel like it was... I was still there, and at some point it would have come out, and I would have probably rebelled Mm -hmm. against it and snapped. So... Yeah. It's an acknowledgement. Not necessarily a good one, but it's the facts.
1: Hey, I mean, he was super abusive, so...
0: Medium abusive. <laughs> okay. We can discuss he
1: would have gotten to the point of super abusive.
0: Yeah, I imagine so. Subsequently, with the yeah. other women that he was with, he was physically abusive. Uh, on the regular, I think. so.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not... I'm not sure. I think, too, though, because of the way my family was, I don't know if that would have ever happened, like, on a continual mm-hmm. basis, because I think someone would have done something about it.
1: hmm Someone would have killed them before you got the chance.
0: <laughs> Maybe not killed them, but made it clear that, you know, that doesn't fly. Yeah. So. Anyways, we started out on such a minimalist topic, and then we were just, like, weighted down with all this other stuff. Geez, I know. And I was
1: going to say, like, oh, this will be a minimal episode. We'll just like talk about minimalism and go, and that'll be a joke. No, we went all over the place.
0: Yeah, well, we usually do. I mean, we can say we have a topic, but. It's true. The conversation
1: just, just takes us places.
0: Yeah, beauty of it. We haven't been recording very long, so we probably only have about 40 minutes. So it probably still will be minimal.
1: Oh, okay, good. So we can still make the joke. <laughs> yes. This go is a
0: minimalist episode. Ah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Gracious. Oh,
1: speaking of which, Mom, we didn't even talk about the fact that we went and saw Fleabag.
0: Well, we can talk about it now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess we are still doing that. We're still, doing <laughs> we're this. still recording. And go ahead, explain what no. we saw. So. Fleabag, the TV show, is based on a play that also it was written by and stars Phoebe Waller Bridge.
0: It's a one-woman um,
1: show. Yeah, it's just her on the stage. um So they did one of those. It wasn't a Phantom event. It was like a or a, a, a Fathom. It's called I mean, Fathom event, right? It was a Phantom. Phantom of the Opera was there. <laughs> um, no, Fathom event. They like you know they record it and then you can go watch it at a movie theater. So we saw we did that and. It was pretty cool, like, how many women were there. Like, two theaters basically sold out full of women. And, I mean, some men, too. Don't get me wrong. But, like, just seeing friends meeting up and, like, it's, like, all around us while we were in line. You know, there were two, oh, hey, like, oh, thanks for coming. I'm so glad I could make it. You know, like, friends meeting up to see this because something that I think Phoebe does so well in Fleabag is, like, speak to this experience that women have that isn't portrayed in media,
0: which well, we kind of kind talked of about already in the right? episode. I mean, she talks about her relationship with sex and how it is part of her confidence or like she feels lost, you know, and using that as a way to feel life. Basically, she's like, either I feel this way and I'm alone or everyone feels this way and we don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And there's so much to be said about that idea that women resort to that. And I think it's because it's one thing that's in our control and it's so... Mm -hmm. uh, men in general over the hundreds of years of society have tried to control that and, and mm-hmm. Dane, how women use their body that it, that's, that's part of it. But also the idea, like she says that the power that we have of, of people wanting us and wanting our body like
1: there. I mean, there we like women in society don't, don't have like, that is one of the powers that we have. Mm-hmm. We don't get many.
0: Right.
1: Like inherently. So yeah, for sure. I think a lot of women can relate to that a little bit, you know, varying degrees, I guess is what I should say.
0: Yes. Right. I mean, and that's what she said, either we are, or we all feel like this a little bit and we just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Cause she did say a little bit or something, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, and the other part of that show with Fleabag was that her sheer talent and like acting out and timing because she would do voices for some of the characters Mm -hmm. and facial expressions and just the the emotion that she could convey as just sitting in there, no outfit changes, no set.
1: Even, I mean, as she would move back and forth between characters for a conversation, the way she would shift her body language to be clear. Mm -hmm. And she did it so easily. Like she made it look so smooth. Yeah. I mean, she's, so incredibly talented.
0: I know. I mean, that's what I left really just struck by just like, she has so much talent. It's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. She's on my list of people I would want to have if I could like, have you have ever had that question, like five people at a dinner party, like who would mm-hmm. you invite? If you gonna invite. Anybody? Oh, that's a
1: good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. I think I'd have to add her too.
0: Yeah. And I think I decided that I want to put Jeff Goldblum on that list. I'm fascinated by him.
1: <laughs> he's
0: immortal. <laughs> just after watching a little bit of that Disney Plus show with him, I was like, he's so mm-hmm. fascinated. Like, you could just, he's so funny. Like, on the Graham Norton show when he shares stories and stuff, you could just listen to him talk about anything, which is obviously why he was chosen to do that show, I think. Mm-hmm. And he just totally. always have this great comedic, like he just on the he always thinks of really funny things to say mm-hmm. just on a whim. You could tell. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that you watch that first episode about the, the tennis shoes.
1: Yeah, I will eventually. But mom, there's so many things to watch and I just don't have enough time.
0: <laughs> I know you probably haven't even watched that one comedy show I told you to watch. Of course I haven't. Yeah, my life's falling apart
1: because I don't have to watch T V shows. It's
0: hard. It is hard. I mean it's so hard.
1: It's stupid. Yeah. So time consuming. Yes. I wanna get back to three days off a week would be ideal.
0: I wanna get back to just not working at all so I can focus on my overweight dog Instagram. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> My body positive animal Instagram. <laughs> if you like Grown Up and Grounded, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. This will help other people find our podcast. As always, we want to give a big shout out to Dave Depper who provides the music we use in our episodes. The song you're listening to is titled Can Can 2 and we got it from the Free Music Archive. You can check out Dave at davedepper.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. You got to shake it off. Shake it off. Boop, 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 boop. <sighs> okay.
1: But, yeah, I got overwhelmed and had to put it away.
0: You shove it deep down inside. Yep. That's been my method so far. Okay, can I just tell you this? So, uh, when I Googled the, trying to get the sound for r- rim shot, uh, mm-hmm. one of the answers came up, you know, like, what's the ri- origin of the I'm dum ching after a joke? And it says, the origin of joke rim shot is an aural, A U R A L Q, but when I was glancing at it, I thought it said anal. <laughs> so I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, rimshot Anal? <laughs> what? What's happening?
1: <laughs> what did I stumble upon? Am I on up right now? <laughs>
0: I uh, Do you, because I can, being older, like I've seen women or like, especially even like a teenage girl when they start realizing that they have this power and mm-hmm. how they like transition into a sexual being, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, because all of a sudden they realize yeah. that their body is, is a power and a, something they control. Just, I guess, maybe even the same way a girl would transition into an eating disorder to like control that part mm-hmm. of her body. But like it, it is really a thing when you see that happening. It's really interesting because of course it's interesting because I can't stop using that word. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, been
1: doing so well.
0: I know. I don't, th- I think that's the first time I said it this episode, but who knows when I edit, I'll I probably didn't... hear it more. Yeah. But it, it's kind of a striking thing to watch. Like if you, if there's someone that you've known growing up and then you, and you see that happen. Not every girl goes through it, but I have seen it happen. Yeah, it's not an interesting thing, mom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Is there really another way to describe that though? Because you can't say it's amusing or captivating. But anyways, I, I just... feel like riveting. Riveting. Okay. I mean, compelling was pretty good too.